The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is the Employment Law Show. It is. It is Monday, so we are set to go. We hope you are as well. A good pal, Alex Luchaferro, partner, Sam Firu, Tamarkin, LLP, is here. The most positively reviewed law firm in the country. So feel free to reach out uh, to us now, especially. You can uh, join us on air with your questions. Phone lines are open, 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400. Questions about, I don't know, vaccine mandates still or just being let go, a severance question, uh, you know, a contractor position, doesn't matter. Bring it on. Alex here to answer all questions and uh, give you some guidance. You want to reach out to Alex after the show? Here's how you do it. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and 1-855-821-5900. But here and now, as I said, 416-870-6400. The topic for the evening show is going to be termination of employment, setting the record straight. That's after a, a couple things you got going on for the case of the day. Alex, what's uh, what's happening with you, pal? Hey, Johnny. Thanks very much. Great to be here as always. Been a busy start to the week. Lots of people contacting us with questions about their employment. Uh, Let's see. I feel a ton of questions today about employment law, Uh, John. Workplace safety came up today. Severance, of course. Mm -hmm. Spoke to a gentleman who was temporarily laid off for the past two years because of COVID. That was quite uh, quite the convo. Uh, And of course, uh, mandatory vaccination. Uh, And listen, whatever the topic, John, when it comes to employment law, I mean, that's always great. We encourage people to contact us, seek out that help, seek out the information and the advice that they need to resolve their workplace problems. Whether you want to call into the show right now, this is a live call-in show, would be absolutely great. Let's get your workplace problem resolved right here, right now. Or if you want to contact us off-air at the office, however you want to get a hold of us, uh, really the important thing is that if you have a question about your work, you can let go from your job. If you feel like your employer is not holding up its end of the bargain, you need to speak to an employment lawyer as soon as possible. These kinds of conversations can't wait. They can literally affect your entire career, the rest of your life. And the more information and the more knowledge you have as an employee, the more protected and the more prepared you're going to be to deal with uh, any sort of workplace issue. So with all of that said, let's get to the case of the day here. It's an opportunity to talk about a matter, a particular matter that uh, I dealt with today that uh, I think provides or will provide a good lesson for our listeners, John spoke to a gentleman earlier today, um, actually in a quite a bad situation, explained to me that uh, he was being mistreated at work by his boss in some pretty terrible ways. Now, listen, oftentimes, you know, when we think about bullying and harassment in the workplace, we don't necessarily always think of, you know, big burly men uh, that are the victims of harassment. This guy was in a uh, in a, a kind of technical, a kind of a mechanical role. Uh, and so you don't think of that kind of work environment necessarily, John, as, again, an environment of harassment or bullying in the workplace. Uh, and it is. Uh, and there, there's a stigma there uh, that needs to be lifted. And it's simply because there's in any workplace, in any industry, there is an inequality of power between an individual employee and the employer. So oftentimes the employer who can be anyone, it could be the smallest uh you know, the, the, the smallest person in the world or the biggest person in the world, that, that employer, the representative of the employer, has the power and can abuse that power because they are, quote unquote, the boss. 
Well, in this case, this gentleman, very nice guy, was completely mistreated by his boss. His boss was kind of routinely extremely rude to him. John, I won't give you any examples, but kind of really, really bad language, really bad uh, stuff, threatening him, again, using foul language, putting him down. Uh, Most of this was all done verbally, but he was even very aggressive to him over text message. So this guy was, you know, the boss was silly enough to put this stuff in writing to the point that this gentleman was just ready to just quit on the spot. He was ready to drop everything, leave the job, never come back to work. And then he called me uh, and he wanted to know, what do I do here? Can I do something about this? Do I have to just, you know, suffer through the silence? Is there any solution here? And as you very well know, John, and as our longtime listeners would know, of course there's a solution here. And that's exactly what I told him. I told him, no, you don't have to suffer through a poison work environment like that. You don't have to take that kind of abuse from a boss or from any other employee for that matter. You have the right to work in a healthy, supportive, proper, respectful work environment that's free from harassment, as all of our listeners do, as does every employee in Ontario. And if that happens to you where you work in the environment that you work in, if it becomes poisoned, uh, you can treat your employment as being terminated. It's what we call a constructive dismissal. And that's exactly what we're going to do in this gentleman's case. We're going to get him out of the workplace. Uh, We're going to get him the severance that he's owed so he can move on and go to a better workplace, find a better job for himself. And so, listen, I wanted to mention that because, again, a lot of people out there may think that there's shame in being bullied at work or, you again, you have to suffer in silence uh, or that they have no other option but to really kind of br- grin and bear that kind of behavior. But there are options. As an employee, you have rights. You have protections. Uh, the law actually comes down really hard on employers who don't foster a safe, proper work environment. If that happens to you, you know what to do. Just give us a call uh, and we're going to be talking in more detail uh, about other examples of terminations and whatnot throughout the show, but that's certainly one situation where you want to get legal advice for sure. And uh, as mentioned, reaching out to Alex when the show's not on, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. But uh, here and now, you know that number, 416-870-6400. What else you got going on, brother? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I got a couple of emails, uh, John, that I wanted to get to today. I'll read one out uh, uh, here. I actually just got this one not too long ago from Richard. Uh, He was an employee, Richard says, uh, for the last three years through an agency. And we deal with this kind of situation all the time, John. And it was the agency that paid this gentleman. uh, And uh, he, he worked through another company. But again, it was through this agency. And he's just been told by the agency Uh, that there's no more work for him. They don't have any other jobs for him. They don't have any other employers for him. And he asked, uh, am I entitled to anything? Am I owed severance? The agency is giving me the runaround. And this, uh, another issue I wanted to bring up today, John, because it's an excellent example of employees that can potentially fall through the cracks here. If you work for an agency, you are an employee like any other. The fact that you work for an employer through an agency doesn't change the fact that you have rights as an employee, you have protections as an employee, you have the same health and safety protections that I was referring to previously when it comes to harassment in the workplace, and you also have an entitlement and a right to severance. And so if this agency has let uh, Richard go, if they're telling him they have no more work for him, the agency owes Richard severance. Severance is going to be based on his age, position, and years of service, and it's going to be significant. It's not just going to be a couple of weeks of of pay. So I, re- I responded back to Richard uh, immediately and gave him the straight goods, which is, which is absolutely he's owed severance in a situation like that, regardless of the fact that he works through an agency. 
And with that, uh, we're going to carry on with our prep, but we got to get uh, our phone calls on first. As always, our top priority, 416-870-6400. Joe, hi, how are you? Thank you. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I I don't have any trouble, but I'm just uh, listening to you guys all the time. One question popped up in my head that the example that you just gave two minutes ago, let's say you help him out, and he move on. He got the seventh space. Now, for future job reference, if you need a previous employer letter or some kind of reference, the employer not going to do or not going to give him the letter. That time, you guys going to provide any kind of letter that he was in a toxic work environment, and it's not his fault to leave that job, the previous job? Yeah, it's an excellent question, uh, uh, Joe, and it's one that actually we get a lot, right? We get a lot when we're dealing with employers. Employees want positive letters of reference or they want you know, confirmation that any verbal references will be positive. It is actually, Joe, part of the negotiations when we are dealing with an employer. Usually one of the terms that we insist on as part of a severance negotiation is to provide a positive letter of reference or to provide some sort of pro- positive reference. Again, it could be in writing and verbally, or at the very least, Joe, uh, at least confirmation that an employer won't speak negatively about an employee. And so that's another way that we can protect an employee and hopefully provide some sort of, you know, positive reference, which is, okay, you can't say anything bad about this employee. And not only that, but you could, you actually have an obligation to, to give a positive reference. Now, to be clear, Joe, that doesn't happen in every single case. Sometimes an employer will really refuse to do that. And it does. it is a question of negotiation. It does take two to tango. And so you need the employer ultimately to agree. But you would be very surprised, Joe. I can tell you probably nine out of ten times we are able to get a positive reference out of an employer or at least get the employer to say something positive about the employee, right? It might not be the most glowing letter of reference you've ever seen, but just some kind words, wishing the employee the best and thanking them for their efforts. That's all it takes. So it is something that we often get, uh, uh, Joe. And even if we can't get it necessarily, there are different ways to approach an issue like that. For example, if you had a personal reference at the company, you can rely on somebody that you knew at the company rather than the particular boss that was mistreating you or the owner that was mistreating you. There are lots of different solutions here. Uh, and usually we can figure it out quite well for the employee who's leaving. Good to know. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you listening and picking that up as well. By the way, you want to reach out uh, later on, you could do so if you have any other questions to, uh, to Alex and the team. one 855 is the way. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. So Joe's just kicking it off there. So we got lots of room, lots of time. 416 870-6400. Let's get into this in the next couple minutes before we uh, take a break, pal. That is termination of employment. Setting the record straight. Number one, your employer can let you go even if they don't have a good reason. How about that? It's absolutely right, uh, John. It's something we, we preach on a regular basis. For better or worse, it is the reality of, uh, of the state of our employment laws today, which is, again, and, and this is for non-unionized employees, so employees right. in the private sector, which is the vast majority of employees out there. An employer ultimately, John, does not necessarily need a reason to let that employee go. You can be the best employee in the world. You can have a perfectly clean employment record if the company decides to restructure or if the company decides to go in a different direction. The employer doesn't necessarily have an illegal obligation to give that employee a reason for termination. 
as long as the employee is paid the correct amount of severance. And so the legal recourse for an employee is one of severance. It's not one of having a reason or not. As long as the correct amount of severance is paid, then it makes that termination perfectly legal, perfectly uh, legit, even if either number one, there is no reason for the termination, or number two, uh, the reason is unrelated to that employee's work performance or work history. Again, you could be a top employee and still be let go from your job for any other reason uh, or for no reason at all. And with that, we'll get to that first break and get right back into it. Give you some time to grab a phone, ask some questions. It is a live call-in show, and you make it that much better, so feel free to chime in. And uh, and join 416-870-6400. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll continue Monday night edition, Employment Law Show. Stand by. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. It is 6.47. We're right back at it. Alex Luchaferro is here answering all of your questions. Yep, 416 870 6400 is the way you get on air and ask them. Michael, thanks for hanging on for a moment. How are you? I'm doing well. Yourself? Beauty. What's on your mind, pal? Yeah, I have a friend. He's working for a big company for about 30 years. Because of the pandemic, I understand he got laid off. He got paid out. But his pay was continuing as if he was still in years. It's coming up to the two-year uh, anniversary where he would be stopped and then, I guess, go on employment. But they called him back. And uh, I guess, does he have any right to, like, continuation? His uh, years of work continue or he has to start out from scratch? Yeah, so, uh, Michael, if he was on a layoff for two years, if I understood the, the, uh, the question correctly, and he's being called back to work, absolutely his years of service continue. There's no question about it. If he was a 30-year employee when he was first laid off two years ago, he's now going to be a 32-year employee. He doesn't get to start from scratch uh, at at zero just because he was on a temporary uh, layoff. If he was kind of formally let go from his job, right, if the employment actually came to a permanent end and now he's being rehired two years later, well, then there might be a case where he's starting from, you know, from day one as a day one employee. But again, if this were if we're talking about a temporary layoff period here, then his years of service continue. Is continue, your friend correct. unionized, Michael, or is he a no, non, no, non-unionized No, he's in management. Oh. He's in management. Okay. And he was on a temporary layoff for two years? Well, you could call it, well, they, apparently they paid him out, right? Okay. So they offered him something when they let him go. Right. They gave him a two-year severance, right. But they, it hasn't come up to the end yet, and they called him back. I understand. So they paid him for the, for the period of time. That's yeah. right. So, so then it becomes a question, Michael. And listen, the, 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 the bottom line advice is before or your friend either accepts or refuses that offer, he should speak with an employment lawyer. Tell him to give us a call and happy to have a chat. The, right. issue, the issue, Mike, is going to be whether the offer of employment is comparable or not, right? So if it's a similar job, making similar money, uh, then listen, he can accept it. 
but it would mm-hmm. end any severance entitlements that he that he has. Uh, mm-hmm. If the job is not comparable, then he can refuse it, and he would still be owed the full two years of, of right. severance. No, Listen, well, two years is generally the max on what an employee's severance entitlements are going to be in any event. Yeah, sorry for interrupting. Yeah, well, they've called him back and they've given him a raise, and they said to him that, well, your um, years of work does not continue, so you have to start over from scratch again. Yeah, that's interesting. That's I would say that's an arguable point. I think because they've paid him two years of uh, uh, of severance, there might be something that's worth negotiating there as far as years of service go. Again, I think, mm-hmm. uh, have your friend give us a call, Mike. There, there's a conversation to be had there. He might be in a position, if they're giving him a raise, they clearly want him back. He might mm-hmm. have some bargaining power here to negotiate some pretty good terms for himself. And it would be worth having a lawyer review the contract. You would, pro- yeah. you would probably want a lawyer to review the contract anyways because there might be mm-hmm. some language in the contract that speaks to termination or severance pay or that allows the company to lay him off again. So, mm-hmm. you know, tell him to give us a call. I'd be happy to have a chat with him about it. Well, most certainly will. No problem. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michael, for your uh, your time as well this evening. Feel free to uh, send that to number and email to your friend. Talk to Alex and his team, one 821 5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. You can also reach out at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But there you go. More time, more phone calls, 416-870-6400 is how you want to do that. In the meantime, back to the topic, pal, termination of employment, setting the record straight. Number two, your employer cannot, can't fire you simply because, well, they want to accommodate your disability. Yeah, this is one we see far too often still, John. Still, we've been, you know, we've Surprising. been speaking on this radio show and in the TV show that you do with Lior for years and years and years. I mean, it's, you know, almost a decade now. Uh, and still we see employers let employees go when they're coming back from medical leaves of absence, when they have health issues or limitations at work. We get we see employers responding by saying, "Oh well, we don't we don't have to accommodate you know your injury. We don't have to accommodate your medical leave. We're just going to let you go instead." Absolute nonsense, John. An employer the bar is very very high for an employer here, John. An employer has a duty to accommodate an employee who has medical restrictions, and that could take the form of a medical leave of absence, or it could take the form of a, actual accommodations in the workplace. Uh, and again, the bar is very, very high. High. The standard is the uh, they have an obligation to accommodate to the point of undue hardship. What that phrase means, what undue hardship means, is that it's actually expected that it's going to be difficult for an employer to accommodate an employee. The hardship is expected, and it's part of the process. It's not going to be easy for the employer. It's undue hardship that becomes the threshold, that becomes the bar. And so if your employer says, well, sorry, we can't accommodate your schedule, or sorry, you can't take more than three days off if you're if you're injured, those are all human rights violations. An employer has set its own bar way too low, low in terms of accommodating an employee, and that is going to lead to big, big trouble for an employer. They're going to get in serious hot water for something like that. The employee could be owed severance in a situation like that. It's Again, it's, could we, it could be what we call a constructive dismissal. And they would also owe the employee additional damages for human rights. Uh, and so employers, if you're dealing with an employee who is either medically unable to work or needs accommodation, be extremely careful. You have to accommodate that employee. It's not just as simple as saying, no, sorry, we can't help you with your situation.
Let's get uh, Jamie on the line. Jamie, thanks for hanging on. How are you? Yeah, I'm not doing good. Um, okay. I've been working at this uh, company for uh, 17 years, and I've noticed um, I've had my hours have been reduced. Um, my my days sometimes I get different days of the week, so I don't get typical 40 hours a week. I'm getting about 31, 32, 30 hours a week. And I've noticed my employers telling me, you know, work's been slow. And um, I'm just wondering if there's anything I can do about my rights. And he's telling me, you know, there's not enough work going going on. And, uh, and I'm losing a lot of hours every month. And, you know, like you're just feeling financially drained. Um, what can I do as of... Um, can I treat this as a um, as what constructive dismissal? You've got it. That that's exactly the road that that you're on, Jamie. Which is yeah. if your employer has changed the terms of your employment in a significant way, and of course in a negative way. And listen, being if you're were if you were working kind of on average about forty hours a week, I was, and and now that's thirty hours a week. That is a big change, right? I mean. You know, that's a quarter of your pay right there, effectively. And, you know, whether it's exactly 25% or whether it's 20%, quite mm-hmm. frankly, even if it was a 15% reduction in your pay, listen, that may very well be a constructive dismissal. It likely is. And that's regardless of the reason for the change, right? So an employer can't necessarily rely on the fact that, oh, it's a little slow we have to reduce your hours. That's not the way the law works. And so I'm glad you called in, Jamie, because you're absolutely right. You are likely in a constructive dismissal situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've been with these guys for 17 years. Can I ask you what you do? What's your role with the company? Oh, I I'm, uh, I do auto detailing. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I, I, listen, right off the bat, I'm surprised uh, in the industry that you're in, that your boss is telling you that it's slow. That doesn't sound right to me. I mean, you could obviously tell me about it, but I've never seen kind of the you know aftermarket uh, detailing industry as you know having a slower uh, slower times. But uh, and how old are you, Jamie? If you don't mind me asking, I'm 45. So you're yeah. 45, 17 years of service with these guys, and obviously you're in, you're in uh, auto detailing. Listen, your severance entitlements are potentially very significant. Jamie, on the low end of the range, you might be looking at something like 12 to 14 months. On the top end of the range, you might be looking at something like about a month per year of service in that 17, 18 month range. That's obviously a lot of money, regardless of what you're making. Uh, And alternatively, so one option would potentially be severance. The other option, if you like your job is, well, let's hopefully try and remedy the situation for you and get your full-time hours back. So what I suggest you do, Jamie, is give us a call off air. Let's have a chat about your matter uh, in uh, confidence. Let's get into the nitty gritty, all of the details, figure out exactly what your options are and what the game plan should be, what your best option should be here moving uh, forward. Mm-hmm. Again, you were right to call in, Jamie. I'm con- I'd be concerned here if I was you, if, yours, if your hours have been cut by a quarter, that is likely a constructive uh, dismissal. And so you want to do something about this now. You don't want to wait. So give us a call at the office. We'd be happy to help. Thank you. Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate uh, appreciate that call. And that is uh, 1-855-821-5900. I want to get down to an email or two in our last minute of the show, minute or two of the show. 
here, uh, Alex, if we can get one in quickly, and that would be uh, Richard says, I've been employed for the last three years through an agency. The agency is the one that pays me. They just told me that there's no more work for me, but I did not uh, But did not say anything about severance. Am I entitled to anything? Yeah, again, like as we were t- talking about earlier in the show, uh, uh, John, uh, you are owed severance as an employee, even if you're employed through an agency. Whether you are employed through an agency or not makes absolutely no difference to an employee's rights and entitlements in the workplace in Ontario. This is a big, big myth that's out there, uh, John, and I'm glad we spoke about it uh, today. So many employment agencies out there take advantage of employees, and it's not right. Again, if you work through an agency, you're owed severance, you're owed all of the other same protections and rights that all employees in Ontario are owed. Don't be fooled by your employer or your agency if you find yourself in that situation. We are done back in tomorrow at 6.30 right here in the Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.